Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It's Monday, September 12th. I'm your host, Eric Steven, and hey, uh, the Dodgers are back in the playoffs again. I think we've we've known this for quite a long time, but it's now official. Um, Sunday, with the Dodgers' win in San Diego, it was a blowout in the series finale, 11-2. Um, <clears throat> the Dodgers have not yet uh, quite won the division. They're getting close to that. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but they did clinch a playoff spot by ensuring that they will uh, at the very least tie the Milwaukee Brewers who are the last uh, team out of the playoffs at the moment right outside a wild card position so the Dodgers hold the tiebreaker over the Brewers so if they do finish in a tie if, if for some reason the Dodgers lost their last 23 games and the Brewers won the rest of their games or whatever uh, they'd still make the playoffs so rest assured uh, <laughs> that that's going to happen um, but yeah 10 years in a row um that's that's really hard to do. Like I know the Dodgers have sort of won um, pretty often. You know, obviously over the last decade, it's really hard uh, to sort of avoid taking uh, that success for granted. Uh, you know, like you just think, oh, they're going to win every year. They're going to, but I don't know, man. Like last year was um, a weird year in that they won 106 games. But it was a dogfight all year, and like it's just hard to uh, do it. Like they finished in second place last year, right? They still made the playoffs. Obviously, they had the second best record in baseball. It's just the Giants were one game better during the regular season. So uh, you never know what's going to happen in a season, and you just sort of um, appreciate each one. I think we've we've seen um, stretches before. Uh, it's not. Uh, I know unless some of you are super young, uh, there's been a lot of stretches in Dodgers history where they go several years without even sniffing the playoffs. So obviously uh, the current system, it is easier to make the playoffs, but it's not like the Dodgers are uh, squeaking in, uh, sneaking into the playoffs every single year. Uh, they've been among the very best teams in the league for the bulk of that 10 years. Um, but yeah, 10 years in a row, um, it's only been done three times before in major league history. So, uh, you know, in saying that, it, you know, it's really only feasible to, like, do something like that in the wildcard era, which is 1995 to now. That's still a good chunk of ch uh, change. It's 28 seasons. Uh, the Braves, uh, starting a little bit ahead of that uh, from 91 to 2005, also a Stan Kasten um, uh, in the executive um, offices team. Um, they went 14 years in a row. Uh, they won the division uh, those 14 years in a row. That's excluding the 94 strike season. Um, but uh, then the Yankees from 95 to 07, they made the playoffs 13 years in a row, and now the Dodgers are at 10. So those are the only three teams in Major League Baseball to ever make the playoffs 10 years in a row. So I think it's something to be sort of celebrated and accomplished, uh, even though obviously they have bigger goals. But uh, just getting there is part of the process. Um, every full season under the current uh, ownership group, the Dodgers have made the playoffs. Um since the start of 2013, they have a 612 winning percentage and 72 more wins than uh, the next uh, best team. That's the Yankees over that span. Uh, that's also a 99 win pace over 162 games, and they've done that for a decade, which is wild. Um, if the Dodgers do finish this season by on an 18 and five stretch, which sounds ridiculous, but it's also 
worse than their uh, winning percentage in both July and August. So it's not out of the question. Um, and they also finished last year uh, that strongly. But if they do finish 18-5 and five this year, they'd bump that 10-year winning percentage to 615, which is what they need uh, to top the 1946-55 to 55 Dodgers in Brooklyn. They have the best 10-year winning percentage uh, in franchise history there at 614. And it's very similar. I know the Dodgers are only, uh, in terms of completed seasons, uh, only nine so far. So they have a chance to add a, a World Series to that. But 46 to 55 culminated in the Dodgers winning their first World Series. They did go to six um, uh, World Series during those 10 years. But that was back when um, it was just, uh, you know, eight teams in each league. And the top record went to the World Series. The Dodgers, uh, under this group, have held... Uh, the best record in the National League uh, four of the last six years. Um, so that's a pretty good stretch, too. So very similar, uh, I would say. Uh, but if you're looking at how we uh, how we sort of get to those numbers, um, I guess we could just focus on this year for now, um, how they clinch things on Sunday. That was the clinching day. Um, Justin Turner had the big day on Sunday. He uh, hit two home runs in San Diego. Uh, the big blow was a grand slam in the seventh inning off Craig Stammen that uh, broke open a game. It was a 6-2 game, and uh, that put it to bed, made it 10-2. They won 11-2. Uh, Turner, earlier in the game, homered off of starter Joe Musgrove. Um, it's, you can argue who the Padres' ace is. It's either you Darvish, or Musgrove. You know, you, it's hard to you can go against either one. They're both really good. Um, speaking of Musgrove, though, uh, there's a, hit, a little bit of history there, and it, it's, it's in a mild sense, I will say. But uh, let's go back to June 30th. Uh, Musgrove struck out 10 in seven innings at Dodger Stadium. But the Padres only scored one run for him. Uh, Justin Turner in that game uh, tied the game early with a home run and then hit a two-run shot in the seventh that won that game. Dodgers won 3-1. Turner hit two home runs, drove in all three. After the game, when a reporter asked Musgrove about uh, his numbers against Justin Turner, uh, Musgrove said, quote, I don't know what his numbers are against me. When he's in the box, I don't feel like he's a huge threat. Now, I'm not one to take away much from post-game quotes, but you really don't see players saying that, that being that dismissive, uh, uh, you know, to another player at least. Um, but so take that with a grain of salt. Post-game, right after a loss, you know, give him, give him that benefit at least. Still sort of funny to hear someone actually say that. To be fair, uh, before that night, Turner was sort of nondescript against him, uh, two for nine with a walk and a hit by pitch. He obviously had uh, the two home runs that night. He also had a single, so he was three for three. On Sunday, he was one for two with a home run against Musgrove. Those were the only two times they faced um, since. But then um, looking for, at the postgame quotes from the beat riders in San Diego on site on, on Sunday, it's pretty clear Turner took the high road uh, and the Dodgers, but the Dodgers were very clearly aware after his home run, I believe it was the one off Musgrove, uh, someone in the Dodgers dugout yelled, uh, was yelling, not a threat, as Turner got back to the dugouts. Uh, very clearly audible on the Sportsnet LA broadcast. So they know. Uh, they As much as they don't necessarily say it, they all know. Um, so it's just sort of fun. But we can also use sort of June 30th as an inflection point for Justin Turner as well. Uh, entering that game, he, on the season he was only hitting 217, 290, 344. His WRC Plus was just 79. That was through 69 games. He did have 20 doubles, which is a ton, but only four home runs. Um, he was just struggling, right? But beginning that June 30th when he hit the two home runs against Musgrove, Turner's hitting 371 
440, 616 with eight homers and 12 doubles in 43 games. Um, the only uh, MLB player with a higher OPS during that time is Aaron Judge, who has about a thousand home runs this season, I believe, for the Yankees. Um, this is what Dave Roberts uh, said about uh, after Sunday's game about sort of Turner's uh, turnaround, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, this uh, the last about almost three months. Uh, this is from Sportsnet LA. Um, I, I don't know, uh, but I do know once he kind of got on this tear uh, two and a half months ago, it was a lot of it was mechanical. And um, he's very in tune with his body, his mechanics, and how his swing works. And they cleaned some things up. And from that point on, he's just been on fire. So uh, Justin Turner now on the season, he's up to a 124 WRC plus, which seemed unthinkable uh, in late June. Um, he looks like he's still got plenty left in the tank. Um, he's going to turn 38 here uh, this month. Um, the Dodgers do hold a team option on Turner for next season at $16 million, uh, with a $2 million buyout. Now, if we want to get technical, there are some uh, the option could actually vest, uh, depending on how Turner's finish and MVP voting. If you uh, think that, just getting into it, um, if he finishes in the top 10 in MVP voting, he get, uh, the option vests at $20 million. If he finishes between 11th and 15th, the option vests at $17.5 million. Now, the vesting does seem like a long shot. We could look at sort of Max Muncy the last few years to see some recent examples of what it takes to get those in those spots. Last year, um, Muncy finished in 10th place in the National League. He got one 8th place vote, six ninth place votes, and six 10th place votes. So it takes a little bit to finish in the top 10. you got to get some support. Uh, in 2019, Muncy was 15th with one 8th place vote and one 10th place vote. So, you know, you um, in 2018, he was 15th with a 7th and two 9th place votes. Uh, Turner in 2018 finished 14th. He had a 7th, a 9th, and four 10th place votes. So if you have a few down ballot votes, it's reasonable that you can get into the top 15. Um, that said, it's still, I think, a long shot for Turner to do that unless he just continues to hit like this for the next, you know, three and a half weeks. But you already looked uh, at, at the ballot. It's already stacked. Just from the Dodgers, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Trey Turner are all going to get a bunch of votes. Uh, then you have Goldschmidt and, and Nolan Arenado in St. Louis, and that's before considering any other candidates. So you've already got half of a uh, top 10 MVP ballot like already filled. So it's going to be real difficult to to see like Turner getting into that top 15. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he got like a, a vote or two, though, so it's not out of the uh, question. But ignoring the vesting part, let's just assume it's only the Dodgers' choice and um, – they, you know, have to decide whether to um, opt to exercise the option or decline the option. I think, in my mind, I had already sort of assumed that the Dodgers would be hesitant to exercise that option. He's going to be 38 uh, next year. Uh, it's a it's a it's a 14 million dollar decision because of the two million dollar buyout. Um, but given how Turner is playing, like it's it's actually been pretty possible. I think that the option gets exercised. I don't know if it will. But at the very least, it's hard to imagine Turner playing anywhere else at this point. Uh, he's so beloved in the organization and such an integral part of the clubhouse, and he's still um, amazingly productive at the plate, makes their lineup that much deeper. So I would think the Dodgers could work out some sort of a deal with Turner one way or another, uh, whether it's uh, now in the Muncie, Blake Trinan, Austin Barnes sort of uh, get the deal out of the way uh, situation, or at some point in the winter. 
But um, either way, Turner's having an excellent season now, and we should appreciate it. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the Dodgers pitching and other stuff uh, after the break. Uh, By winning two of three games in San Diego against the Padres, the Dodgers have a 20-game lead over the Padres, and the magic number to clinch the NL West is down to two. Um, The earliest they can clinch, though, is Tuesday. The Padres are off on Monday. The Dodgers open a three-game series uh, in Phoenix against the Diamondbacks. Uh, The Padres go to Seattle, but their series doesn't begin till Tuesday. Um, So that's sort of what you're looking at this week. Um, Blake Trinan, um, he suffered a setback um, after pitching only two games since his return from a long injured list stint. He missed four and a half months with a torn uh, capsule in his right shoulder. Now he's sidelined with right shoulder tightness. Um, So the, the earliest he can come back is September 22nd, and that's if all goes well. That leaves, um, a little less than two weeks left in the season. Uh, to sort of get ready for the postseason. There's also the five days in between um, regular season and the NLDS. Um, at the very least, though, if he returns, it's not it's not one of those things where you can just expect tr- to Trinan to be the Trinan of old this year and just plug and play right into the sort of dominant reliever that he's been. Um, and at the very – like, I don't think he's going to get ridden hard. Like, they're not going to push him – uh, he'll probably pitch back-to-back just because it's unavoidable in the postseason, but it's hard to see them asking him to go like an inning and a third unless it's, a, it's something he shows over those last two weeks of the regular season. But I think it's just uh, sort of playing it cautious and seeing what they can get out of him at this point. But he's he's very much a question mark. There are a lot of question marks uh, currently on the pitching staff. There's eight pitchers on the injured list, all, all with some sort of designs in uh, pitching in October. Tony Gonsolin, uh, the only starter of that group, is still in limbo. Uh, he pitched a bullpen session Sunday. He'll still need time before returning and will need prep work to you know sort of stretch back out for the playoffs. So also very much in question. Um, Yancy Almonte and Bruce Dargraderall also threw bullpen sessions on Sunday in San Diego. Their next steps kind of to be determined whether they go on rehab or uh, the Dodgers are going to be in Arizona this week, so might might be a lot of uh, situations where some of their pitchers go to um, Camelback Ranch. In fact, I think Dave Roberts uh, told reporters on Sunday that Tommy Canley, Victor Gonzalez, and Danny Duffy, all of whom were on the 60-day injured list and all of whom were in Oklahoma City um, in AAA, uh, they're going to join the Dodgers while they're in Arizona. So I think there's going to be a lot of Camelback Ranch action going on with, with the injured uh, pitchers and stuff. Um, Canely, it sounds like, is going to be back the soonest, possibly during the Arizona series. Uh, he pitched back-to-back games uh, last Tuesday and Wednesday, and then uh, pitched again on Saturday for Oklahoma City. Uh, Victor Gonzalez pitched Wednesday and Thursday, and then again on Sunday. So, of the, the trio here on the 60-day injured list, uh, Gonzalez is 30 days on rehab assignment. That's the maximum allowed for pitchers. That ends on Wednesday. So, that means by Thursday the Dodgers have to add him back to the 40-man roster by removing someone because they're activating him off the 60-day injured list. Um, so if they if they don't activate him, uh, if they option Gonzalez Thursday, and then they don't call him up for the rest of the season, that's 21 days through the end of the regular season. So if you're on option um, for a total of 20 days or more during a season, you exhaust an option year that season. So you only get three of those. 
Um, Gonzalez used options in uh, 2020 and 2021, so he has an option year left. He's been on the injury list all year uh, this year, so he hasn't been optioned yet. Now, if they did that and optioned him and didn't bring him up uh, and then just kept him in the minors this the rest of this year, he'd be out of options in 2023. And we've seen how uh, the Dodgers sort of crave flexibility in decision-making, and uh, that's if you know they keep him in the minors. So I expect him very much so to pitch in the majors at some point before the end of the season, assuming he is healthy when, given his workload, he just pitched again on Sunday. Seems like he is. So expect him to pitch in the majors at some point, whether he makes sort of the um, playoff roster or not, just to avoid uh, using up an option year this year. Now, Danny Duffy of that group has pitched the least. Um, since joining Oklahoma City, uh, Duffy has pitched every three or four days, facing three or four batters at a time, mostly one inning. He last pitched on Friday. He started his uh, rehab in the Arizona League um, back in mid-August. Then he pitched once for Rancho Cucamonga before going to Oklahoma City. So his 30 days up are this coming Sunday, the 18th. So that means by next Monday, that's the decision day for Duffy. Um, the Dodgers will have to make a decision with him, either make a corresponding move to add him to the 40-man roster, or, I mean, if they don't feel he's going to be someone who's going to pitch in October, or, or maybe he's just not ready, they might just designate him for assignment because they don't, they might not have the 40-man space at that point. Who knows? There, there, there's always ways to create space, um, especially if maybe someone else is more hurt than we realize. But uh, I would just say that's an option. Um, Speaking of options, uh, Danny Duffy does have a uh, Dodgers have a club option on him for seven million uh, for next year, but it's really hard to see that getting picked up. Uh, whether he's uh, pitched or just because he hasn't pitched in a year and a half, um, and you know they don't. There's not a as far as I know. There's not a buyout on that option, um, so it's it's a pretty easy decision to decline. There's no there's literally no monetary cost to it. Now, again, they might try to bring him back like they did with uh, Jimmy Nelson uh, this year. Uh, speaking of Jimmy Nelson, he's also been hurt, but he's not in any sort of state to uh, return. Um, so we'll see see what happens with him uh, next year as well. But he's sort of out of the picture for the, the playoffs and stuff. But, yeah, that's that's what's kind of coming this week. There's going to be some pitcher movement likely. We'll probably see Canely. We'll see a decision one way or the, another on Victor Gonzalez. Um, the Dodgers are in Arizona for three games, then in San Francisco for three over the weekend, and there's a division to clinch. It's probably going to happen soon, uh, and this sometime this week, and that'll be the Dodgers' ninth in ten years, and uh, that'll be another reason to celebrate. So that's our show for today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>